Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Seth. This is August 13th. We're coming at you an hour later than we used to because there's a, a new show on the block, AEW Rampage, the debut edition. And we've also got SmackDown to talk about tonight, a pretty solid SmackDown as well. But we've, we've got more than just a show debut. We've got, well, sort of a debut. We had her pop up last <laughs> week, and we've had her pop up on the prediction show. But now she's with us. Every Friday, except for next Friday, because Jeremy didn't book you. I don't know. I, I don't know. He, I think. I don't even know who's booked next Friday. Maybe you are. Maybe Alex is. I don't even know anymore. But we've got. Um, I'm going to be at ROH. Oh, there. That's why. That's why. I'm be at ROH, and then just probably like melting into an emotional puddle for a CM Punk return. Hopefully, so I don't yep. know. If would want like the lack of composition that I would be having with the CM Punk return anyway. I I forgot that you told me that you'd be at ROH, so he didn't not book you. Uh, You didn't book yourself. It's Kate Hensler, though. Kate, how you doing? I'm doing so well. How are you, Sean? I'm doing awesome. Uh, We're going to have a lot of fun reviewing these shows. Let's go ahead and talk about it. We got AEW Rampage, Friday Night SmackDown. Now, guys, in the future, probably like, well on down the line like once all outs over if you guys want separate streams we'll probably we're able to do that we're able to do a rampage stream and a a smackdown stream but uh as as of right now we're gonna do them kind of combined leave a thumbs up tap that bell for notification subscribe and most importantly get your super chats in put over kate like jeff did saying your pipe bomb on the distraction (laughs) made me an instant fan have fun and welcome I mean, yeah, it's not often that we bring somebody from Distraction Cannon over here. <laughs> Usually we just keep wipe our hands clean of those people. But, but here you are. <laughs> it's really cool that everybody has dubbed my entirely original promo a pipe bomb. Yeah. Super unique. That was just off the top of my head. It had nothing to do with anything else except, uh, you know, I just needed to express my thoughts on on Jeremy and Fightful Gaming. So appreciate everybody coining it that way. That's really special and unique to me and nobody else in wrestling. So Mike says, I'm in SmackDown Blue. Kate's in AW Black. Well, I was I was actually wearing a black on it shirt and I noticed the collar was a little curly. So I, I got got the hell out of it. But Anakin said, shout out to Kate for being a part of the team. Got to know her on the Slam Anniversary watch along. Great addition to the team. The only thing I got to know during Slam Anniversary was uh, that people could screenshot me. 432 times and you were right there buddy <laughs> mm. any sort of like outside of the ring spot was like they're sean they're sean they're sean 
<laughs> I, I didn't like, I specifically asked them, Hey, like maybe not put me somewhere where I'm on camera, but ah, there we go. And some stupid punk says that crowd was insane. Sweet Lord. We're going to talk about AEW before SmackDown tonight. It was a bigger show. So we're going to talk about it. And that being said, SmackDown had some pretty important stuff, but AEW rampage Kate kicks off with first off a four man booth. That was a little too much for me. But I want to know how you felt about Mark Henry. Uh, I, I, I forgot who all's on there. Chris Jericho, Excalibur, and I think Shivani. Taz. Taz. My God. See, they got 732 Ooh. announcers. <laughs> so I actually initially was very concerned about having a four-band booth on a one-hour show. And then when it started, I felt like we were getting a less gimmicky Jericho. I felt like he was providing so much value in the first five minutes. And then it kind of turned into people talking over each other a little bit. I think Mark Henry's not super comfortable yet. I like the idea of Excalibur. Taz is really good, I feel like, at assimilating with whoever he's in a booth with. And Jericho is Jericho. So um, I feel like if you're going to subtract anyone out of that, I think maybe Mark Henry doing like just backstage stuff or like backstage and in-ring, that would be a really great solution. Um, but it didn't feel as crowded as I thought it was going to. And I think it helped that Jericho still had his moments and he was definitely still yell talking a lot, but right off the bat, he was providing so much context for Christian and, uh, Kenny Omega and talking about the Canadian stuff. Like it, it was fantastic off the top. So I'm with you. It did feel a little crowded as it went on, especially with only a one hour show. It's not like anybody was substituting in and out, but, um, I, I think maybe moving Mark Henry to like a more specialized role might be beneficial in the future. Yeah. And th there's plenty that, that Mark Henry can add as well. Ricardo says, Kate acknowledges me once in a while. I mean, me too. Me I too. Mean, you're ahead of the table, Sean. I kind of have oh, to, you gosh. know, gosh, <laughs> nerd group. We get a Kate and Alex show where they complain about how bad WWE's merch team is. It's really bad, man. It's like so bad. It's terrible. Uh, that's my hill to die on is Nikki Ash not having merch. Every every day I think I tweet about how ridiculous it is that the most marketable gimmick probably in a really long time and a Raw Women's Champion just doesn't have any merch. Somebody so, just yeah. noted that Rampage had one minute more of in-ring wrestling tonight than SmackDown. That's, that's wild. Uh, <laughs> some stupid punk says, if the two shows have to share a review, I'm glad it's on... Fightful, that's such a great community and awesome mods. Just thanks for reviewing Rampage. Well, hey, uh, we love our mods. Thank you all so much. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys for that. But let's talk about Kenny Omega losing to Christian Cage. Now, I don't know how I feel about this yet. This is truly going to be a, I'll have to see how I feel about it. Because it did feel to me like Hangman Page should be the one to topple Kenny Omega. However, if... For unforeseen circuit, well, not unforeseen. They've known it for about eight and a half months that uh, Hangman was going to have a kid. If that keeps him from having that match, I understand it. Andrade's probably winning that, winning that AAA title tomorrow. Therefore, Andrade and Pac will probably be for the AAA title at All Out. But Christian Cage wins the Impact and TNA titles for the first time ever. He won the NWA title his first go-around in Impact Wrestling. Uh, this was shocking before we even get into the match, just Christian winning. I was a bit surprised. I almost thought Omega would win and then they would beat the crap out of Christian and take him out of the match. But that's not what happened. Christian's there. He wins. He's going to be at impact next week. I loved 
a lot of things about this. The sun flip, sunset flip bomb was awesome. There were some reverse oh, yeah. DDTs in there, some awesome snapdragons. I was looking through my notes and I was like, man, I just have so many like sequences written down. It's incredible. Definitely Christian's best match in AEW so far. I'm not surprised Kenny Omega handed it to him. And I'm not totally surprised about the title change, knowing that we are not going to get Adam Page and him at All Out. I was the same way, thinking that that would be the string that unraveled Kenny. But I also feel like they finally just started mentioning the Impact title on AEW. Um, And I think Christian can drop it sooner without it being so impactful. I was going to say pun. <laughs> I was going to say no pun intended, but you should know I intend all my puns. So that was in there somewhere. <laughs> but I think it's easier for Christian to eat a loss to an impact talent so they can get their own title back on their show. So I like this. Um, and I also liked Christian at the end of this match going into that promo saying, it's going to be damn tough to beat you for the AEW title, but I'm in your head now. Like you just took an L to me. So. I love the way this unraveled, and immediately it makes AEW Rampage feel like a can't-miss program. So I thought the booking was awesome. I think it surprised a lot of people. I'm not totally surprised about it, knowing what we know about Hangman now. Um, but, man, if he drops that AAA title and we just get, like, a mad Kenny Omega for a while, I am in on that. That rules. Impact TNA finds a way, like, every decade to get Christian back on their show. Like, one... <laughs> Like, they're like, hey, we'll trade you Ric Flair. Like, I'm convinced that this was actually a three-team deal, and WWE is somehow involved, and that's why they released Ric Flair. Ric Flair's <laughs> got to be involved again somehow, but Christian Cage <laughs> back on, on Impact, uh, I, I love it. Uh, Jonathan says Omega loses the AAA title and goes all Gollum with the AEW title. <laughs> well, at this point, I think you have to go that route. I think yeah. you have to go, like, my precious with it. He'll do anything to not lose it um as far as the match itself there were some really really good spots bio monkey says that finish on kenny looked nasty hopefully it just looked that way and kenny is okay there were also a couple good snapdragons now there were a couple spots of the finish that i like i didn't like how long the ref was distracted that was just too much for me like he can't look over his shoulder it took me out of it a little bit and other than that I thought it was an almost perfect match, but Brian Hebner being that distracted that long was like, eh, it it hit for me. I am with you. Like I've had continual complaints about the referees in AEW in general. And I was like, the forbidden door to refereeing is open with impact. I was so excited because in general, I really like what he does. And there were some spots earlier in the match where that three count was coming down and the kickouts were super late and he knows how to pace his count really well to make that feel incredibly dramatic. So um, I'm with you though. The refereeing is a consistent issue I have with AEW. And even though this isn't one of their own, people get annoyed at me for having a complaint about that. And I'm like, once you are really that into the match though, yeah, like it, it really does take you out of it because you're not abiding by your own rules at this point, right? And if I'm going to complain about it on WWE, which I do all the time, yeah. I'm going to complain about it on AEW too. So I, I um, had somebody like, tell me to stop watching the show. I was like, that was the only thing I didn't like on the show was that. Uh, Daniel says, seems weird Christian is fighting for another belt. Anakin asks, do you think All Out will be title for title? I don't think it'll be title for title. I think this will be, I 
I'd still be a little bit surprised if Christian is facing Omega at all out because it, they just, they don't do that. They don't run matches back like that. And it was a good match, but we know Christian ain't winning that AEW title, Kate. Yeah. And I, feel like a lot of people had very strong reactions to the announcement in general and i just try to remind everybody that it's wrestling (laughs) like calm down anything can happen we have a few weeks like you get to script whatever you want in wrestling that's the beauty of it right so the idea that there might not be some sort of swerve especially with the names that are coming in between cm punk oh my god returning (laughs) and probably daniel bryan coming up at some point like anything can happen and christian being such a veteran and having a different belt it doesn't necessarily mean he needs this match and he could be the kind of outwork everyone guy that then gives it to jungle boy or whatever, like passes it along to someone because he already has a title that he cares about. He's going to go to impact and make that one, the most important one in the world or whatever. So I'm not convinced that is going to be our main event either. Be patient y'all. It's wrestling. (laughs) Everybody don't overlook the biggest main event of the year coming at impact wrestling emergence, Christian cage defending Against Brian Myers. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Drew Lytle says, I think people forget how huge Christian going to TNA and Impact was in 05 to make them legit. It was. It was one of the big first switches. Like, Jeff Hardy had popped up before that. Uh, but Christian was, like, on the cusp. He had just had a world title match on pay-per-view, and he left for TNA. And that started a domino effect of Booker T and... Mick Foley and Team 3D didn't leave on their own, but uh, also, I mean, I mean, how about this? He mentioned Kaz. Kaz was in TNA, left, went to WWE, spent like two months there, went undefeated, and was like, no, I'm going back. I'm going back. And Marco says, Christian conditioning uh, appreciation super chat. He's almost completely different from his debut match with Kaz. He is a machine. It is um, incredible, the the shape that he is in at this stage of his career. Uh, Ken says, the Bucks should have come down uh, for the interference spot way faster, but at least they could always say, well, the ref was a Hebner. I would like, Kate, them to provide different personalities and attitudes for these refs. Like, the heels should want to get Rick Knox because he's like a blind old man. They shouldn't want Aubrey because she doesn't take any shit. I am with you entirely, and I don't even think we have like a released AEW rulebook yet, right? So I'm all for latitude because I think that's so important in matches. Like you can hear wrestlers talk about it all the time, like how certain refs will, if their count is off, like it takes the drama out of it, or if they're distracted for too long and they've moved on past a spot already. Like I think it's really important to be able to take liberties, but like with Knox. Sometimes I'm like, what's the point of having a ref here? Yeah. <laughs> I I think they really need to, you have to have consistency for those liberties to be drawn off of, right? And we don't have mm-hmm. that yet. So, I mean, I like that that's what I'm complaining about in AEW. It's very different than a lot of the other products that I have complained yeah. about, but it is a persistent issue. Yes. Um, we've got Nikolai saying, couldn't watch SmackDown due to Fox showing NFL, but Rampage was hot. Jericho was a bit much on commentary, but I thought Mark did great. Well-deserved for Fuego, a new Impact champ. Arsham says, so they pinned the champ before the big match, about to be some WWE-type beat. I find Christian extremely mediocre. I don't care how good he is fundamentally. He's just sucking the soul out of me. 
I've never been more interested in Christian than right now in AEW, but I don't like the world champion getting pinned. Uh, however, I do know that this is a much different situation than most in WWE, and I generally trust AEW to tell a good story. Uh, and Hannah mentions Christian coming back a year after Edge and winning the world title before him. Oh, I can't wait to hear the discourse around that between <laughs> between those two. And uh, we've got some people mentioning Orange Cassidy. Anyone see him leaning in the background of that Christian Jurassic Express promo? I did, and I didn't know if that was like planting a seed or what. I could see Christian versus Orange Cassidy for the Impact World title at All Out, Kate. Oh, my gosh. I think that would be very, very fun. Um I also don't know because Orange Cassidy is just such a funny little dude. Like he could have just been yes. in the background. I mean, AW definitely is intentional with how they plant little like Easter eggs like that. But also with Orange Cassidy on BTE, he's just been there sometimes. So he might have just been being there because people love to see Orange Cassidy. And this is the first episode of Rampage, right? But I'm all for Christian Orange Cassidy. Everybody loves to talk about the gimmick with Orange Cassidy, which they should because it's awesome. But he's a great wrestler, and I think stylistically him and Christian could have some really great matches. Nerd Guru, I love it. He said Big E's got to cash in on Christian so he can prove to you that he's not ducking him. I'm ready for it, except he can't now because Baron Corbin has the briefcase. (sighs) I I get – I get – Biggie Langston so made out with that briefcase. Okay? Yeah. Oh, we'll get we'll get to it. <laughs> Raphael says, is there a reason why AEW hasn't mentioned Andrade versus Omega at all? I don't know. I, I tried to find out why they didn't mention the, the impact stuff with Rich Swan. I don't know why they're not mentioning this now. It it's very confusing to me. They absolutely should. They should promote this stuff. Um, but Maybe maybe there's there's some issue there. I, I it's hard for me to believe that though. Mike says I, I like Kenny losing the TNA title first, especially to shenanigans. I want Omega to start getting more paranoid and vicious. Nerd Guru, on the other hand, says Hangman deserved the first pin over Kenny. I think the spiral should have gone the other way, where he loses the biggest title first. Do you have a preference over which way that it's it's kind of going? So I do. But Hangman just had a kid. So my preference doesn't work in this timeline. And I think yeah. they felt the need to to get this moving a little bit because we've got a whole lot of other stuff coming up, right? Like, So it's not my preference. And I don't love the champion getting pinned either. But mm-hmm. I like it better when the champion is pinned for a reason. Like this is a storytelling device now, right? Like, So it wasn't a pointless situation where Kenny Omega got pinned. This is going yeah. to advance his character, and I think he's going to slowly start to lose his mind. And if you're not in on Kenny Omega losing his <laughs> mind, I don't know what you're looking for out of wrestling. That's going to be fantastic. <laughs> a couple more super chats on this opening match, which was a really good one. Sean Blanford says, I'd be surprised if Omega even main events uh, all out if Darby versus Punk could be a potential match. Well, we're about to talk about that. But Tingu Ray says, AEW gets a lot of credit for making stars. Today they rejuvenated an established star. All in for Cage versus Omega, too. I mean, they did it with Sting, too. They made me excited to watch Sting, 342 years old, wrestle. <laughs> it was that, That's just what they do. That's now, not even dog years. That is his shoe age. That's, that's his actual age. Uh, more, more complaints on commentary. Dr. Sixfinger says, um, heal Jericho on commentary? I'm semi-confused. Yeah, I... 
the screeching and screaming, I don't need it. I do not need it at all. Asian Joe says, Rampage announced teams feels like inside the NBA desk. Move Henry to roving ringside reporter. If it was like inside the NBA desk, I wouldn't be complaining. I watch games on TNT just to watch them talk on inside the NBA. I, I would love that. Evan says, can't wait to hear Taz sing Tarzan Boy on Rampage. <laughs> that That is something I'm excited oh to hear. Gosh, it's a delight. On If you watch Dark and Elevation and you hear Taz just singing his pretty little heart out to Tarzan Boy, it's fantastic. Bam says, don't understand why people don't want Cage versus Omega at All Out, knowing what we know about Hangman. Hype for the match at All Out. It's not that. It's just I don't necessarily want an immediate rematch right after we just saw this which i mean if anything this does further solidify within kayfabe that christian deserves that that shot but it's not that i don't think it would be a good match or anything like that it's just i we just saw it do you think it's because we get rematched to death on wwe too like if you're ingesting this much wrestling it's like oh great another rematch like i thought about that as well that that might be deflating my excitement a little bit Absolutely. Uh, Ryan says Bucks and Callus costed Tenny technically paranoia. Yes, I I think that should lead to some paranoia. And you know what? Maybe by the time All Out rolls around, there's a fellow by the name of Adam Cole that was kind of close with the Bucks and kind of not close with Kenny Omega that's that's around. Sean, we didn't even talk about Don Callis' pink scarf. Oh, boy. There is no better fashion than AEW wrestling. Oh, boy. D-Lo says, 30th birthday. Here's my birthday money. Love you all. Well, happy birthday, D-Lo. We appreciate you so much. We appreciate you so much, D-Lo. Christian won just for you. He did. Alicia says, the talking over each other was so annoying and Jericho is too loud. Felt like it was pulling away from the match. Sorry says, I'm willing to give the booth time to settle. Remember the Rocky start with the Dynamite booth? That is a good point. Um, And I mean, AEW has been quick to shore up uh, commentary issues like Alex Marvez at the first double or nothing. They got him the hell out of that booth. Yeah. And I think it's also, it's just such a short show. Like when AEW dynamite is so good, like on, I mean, fight for the fallen and fighter fest, those episodes feel like 20 minutes on their own. They go by so quickly when they are that stacked. And now you're going to stack a one hour show with four announcers. Like it's just, it is superfluous. I was really optimistic in the very beginning because I felt like when Jericho was actually being an analyst, it was great. Like he spoke so well um, to to Christian's history with the, the TNA title and everything. But as time went on, I was like, we're going to have like vocal surgery needing Chris Jericho where he's yeah. screaming. Like if he pulled that back, I think I would be better with it moving forward. And I, I think four is just four is a crowd. Yeah, Mike Mike G, this isn't a super chat, but he did note that Jericho did tone it down a little bit. I would imagine he was probably told if if so. <laughs> Eric says, I like Kenny losing the AEW title last in terms of story. I'd prefer Hangman taking the belt off the most vicious and dangerous version of Kenny. I do trust w- or AEW to tell this story a little bit better. As some stupid punk says, I think it's telling negatively WWE booking has hurt the fandom. AEW has given us every reason to trust them to do the right thing, but many are upset. I'm I'm willing to wait it out here. I'm no longer willing to wait it out for WWE yeah. stuff. I'm I'm just not. I think some of the reaction to this was just because now we're taking some left turns with a very 
clear and pure story that was unfolding over the past year and a half, two years, right? So there's now a wrench in it. And I think a lot of people were loving the simplistic textbook story that this was with the relationships with the Dark Order and the elite. So I think people just were like getting a little nervous that this storyline getting muddy is going to take something away from it. But I think I think they'll pay it off down the line. They know what they're doing over there. Marco says, willing into existence, Adam Cole coming out of a coffin on Dynamite, they won't make the BTE thing canon, but maybe he'll pop up in that casket match between Enzo and Jerry Lawler that's booked in Tennessee or something soon. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's exactly the kind of match that everybody needed to see. <laughs> Brian says, I can see All Out Punk versus Christian, Omega versus Danielson. I, I don't know if we'll even see Danielson before All Out, uh, but AEW is going to be getting some pretty significant buzz. Uh, coming up soon. I'm uh, going hey, to Arthur Ashe, so just hold I'm, your horses, y'all. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm th- I'm thinking about doing an overnight in New York for that. Nice. Uh, a- ASC Pod says the title change works because it makes Rampage feel like anything can happen on it and can't miss TV. Also, congrats, Kate. Glad to see you here oh, weekly. It's not. You. It's not often many people get congratulated for hanging out with me on a Friday night. So. <laughs> everybody's been really lovely to me on twitter when they're not calling me an AEW homer and so i said if you're gonna call me an AEW homer give us your money about it and send a super chat yes just like and she did wish the great muter would have (laughs) muted jericho oh buddy you don't even know so we got the first dance promo we got cm saying shirley punk is a lock for friday right you what, mate, says, geez, I wonder what AW a- Rampage is going to do next week to top this. <laughs> Flow Pro for show says, so Punk has been pretty much confirmed tonight, in my opinion. What do you two think? And then Sari says, CM Punk ended his Insta cap story caption earlier today saying, nothing's over until you're underground, which is a tattoo on Darby's chest. Damn those guys. So uh, I think he was pretty well confirmed when they booked the United Center three weeks ahead of time for a show on a Friday, Kate, uh, when they when they were doing three shows already. <laughs> so, how you I feeling? Think, um, the chess game by by Tony Khan on this has been phenomenal to me because he was like, "Well, all out's already sold out, right? So why don't I?" Book the United Center and your comeback for SummerSlam weekend (laughs) and just take the air out of the tires of my competitor. And yeah, I mean, if Darby Allen's going to go on there and say, I'll see the best in the world at the United Center in Chicago and it's not him, you can't bait and switch that in Chicago unless you don't ever want to sell another ticket. So unless it's Emotional malpractice. Emotional malpractice. malpractice. I said the only way that works is if it's Michael Jordan. That's the only person. Yes. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> if it, if if you get Michael Jordan there and the elite are all lined up and he literally recreates the free throw dunk contest dunk <laughs> and teabags them all along the way, that's okay. That'll make up for it. That'll be he, all right. He could do like a whole flu game thing too. He could be like, I was sick. In and my then Rodman clotheslines all of them. <laughs> and then Phil Jackson chokes out Don Callis. That's the way you do it. Book it. And then we see Book CM Punk it. at All Out. We nailed yes. it. Yes. We nailed exactly. it. <laughs> Chanel says, first time super chatter. Here to say Kate is awesome. Love Thank hearing you. her opinions. You're uh, awesome. They say at least they're calling you an AW homer, not AW sexual. Now listen. I will take that. 
Listen, I, I don't think that's the dunk a lot of people think it is. Because, yeah, I just don't think it is. Um, but I also just like good wrestling, to clarify. I think AEW is great. I love ROH. There's some things I like on MLW and NWA sometimes. Um, yes. But I'm not, like, brand-centric. This is just the thing I'm most excited about right now. We are. Uh, we still have some super chats from earlier. Ryan says, Andrade winning the AAA title feels like a lock. It would add it a much-needed la- layer of interest when he faces Pack it all out. I don't think it needs it, but it definitely helps it. Stakes help almost any match that I'm oh, watching, yeah. Kate. Yeah, that match is going to be a banger regardless. <laughs> like, that's just going to be... They are so good at doing these dream matches I didn't know I had, like, in my dreams. This is kind of one of them. I think that's going to be fantastic. But as you just said, stakes always help. It doesn't need it, but boy, oh boy, that would make it feel exciting and important. And this is kind of the fun of the Forbidden Door being open. Like, we get to see so many endless possibilities and it makes things unpredictable in a good way. So I would love that. You could say with as many titles that are in AEW that the stakes aren't rare. They're well done. Wow. (laughs) Best. I'll say it. Best steak reference in wrestling since late dinner debonair. I'll say it. I'll put you over for that all day. We got a couple of Arthur Ashe super chats. The Nerd Guru says he's hyped for Arthur Ashe. If this is the start of the descent of the belt collector, then book that Paige Omega match for Arthur Ashe. And then Mike says that he should also win that title to close Arthur Ashe, and Brian should walk out to start the show. I think that's how you get people to flip on the TV and turn it on for that, is you have Brian come out first. I'm going to just explode while I'm there. If Eddie Kingston... (laughs) Gets the pop that he's going to get at Arthur Ashe. If uh, Proud and Powerful is going to get, I almost called them LAX because I still call them <laughs> Proud and Powerful, <laughs> get the pop that they're going to get. Um, and CM Punk is there and Daniel Bryan debuts and we get Hangman and Kenny. I'm just going to melt. I won't be here anymore. <laughs> we have a lot of love for, for you, Kate. Sean Blanford, Hannah, uh, all just super chatting wonderful things about you. So is Joey bag of donuts, Josh Cardenas, uh, riptide. And, uh, he wants to know who your favorite tag team of all time is. Ooh, favorite tag team of all time. I mean, my rib is always, I go to techno team 2000 for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, heart foundation, probably. Okay. That's a fair one there. I'll go there. Oh, man, let's talk about this. Uh, well, actually, there's Manuel saying, uh, I thought there were legal issues with AAA in the U.S. Um, Luis says, there is, and it'll be aired two weeks after the show because of this. Yeah, people will find a way to watch it. Um, <laughs> Doug says, who will the Bucks drop the titles to? I don't hate the idea of uh, the former LAX, Santana and Ortiz, winning it in Arthur Ashe. But at this point, I, I kind of feel like, Maybe you do FTR, FTR, uh, Santana and Ortiz, either at All Out or Arthur Ashe as well. But yeah, I, I think those would be. Who do you think that, that, that end up beating them? I've been hoping it was going to be. Uh, I almost said FTR, LAX. <laughs> I'm just going to call them LAX. <laughs> yeah, I miss them being Santana LAX. I really do. I, oh, I miss the theme so much. Um, I, I think it, it 
could and should be them. I've had a little bit of a problem with the inner circle not breaking up as fast as I want them to because I feel like we're at the point where the inner circle is now holding back the breakout stars instead of pushing them forward. So my hope was that they might dismantle maybe in a friendly way. And then, um, I mean, I just feel like a face LAX going over in front of their hometown. I, I feel like, man, people will go absolutely crazy for it. But maybe that's more wishful thinking. I just don't know who else you build up at this point um, to, to do it other than them. But I think they're due for a run. And I think it should be a long run when they get those titles. And she asks if we think Rampage will have good ratings. I, man, it's going to be hard for me to gauge for like a month because you're going to have the debut episode. You're going to have probably the CM Punk episode. Then after that, it's a normal week. Then it's the all-out go-home show. And then maybe <laughs> after that, we'll see. We'll be able to maybe. really gauge it. But maybe. people are going to be like... Punk is going to be there, so that's going to mm-hmm. retain something probably. Like I'm assuming they'll have him pop up on occasion on either either program, right? Just to keep you guessing. And then Daniel Bryan's going to be around. So like, I think um, what Dynamite when they were doing those Friday nights tanked though, right? It was like around five hundred thousand. Yeah, it wasn't good numbers. They were they were bad numbers. Yeah. So. And if that's where their expectations are, hopefully those expectations will be blown out of the water. But I think you're right. I think there's just so much momentum that we're not going to have an accurate gauge on yeah. that. Brian says, I can see the AEW title, Omega versus Brian, Impact, Christian versus Punk. I don't think Punk's going to compete for the Impact title. Um, but the tag titles, Good Brothers versus Bucks, I don't think yet. I think that's going to be way, way, way down the line. I'm sexist, by the way. I think, um, I, think he, I think he left out a letter. I think he meant to say sexiest. <laughs> I would um, say if you were muting banned. me, I would call you sexist. But if you're not banned. muting me. so There you go. Pablo <laughs> says, wondering how Christian Omega 2 can still happen. Christian won't win. Are we pinning the newly crowned Impact champ? That's the issue I have. Uh, we've already had one champ get pinned. A second one is going to have to get pinned, or Omega's going to have to take another loss. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be Christian. Paul says, what about Kenny loses all the belts, but AEW title and Hangman wins it at full gear? I think Arthur Ashe is the place to win it, if not all out. I mean, I know a lot of people are like full gear, his show, yada, yada. Arthur Ashe is going to be their biggest show, biggest TV show they've ever done. So I think it should happen there if, if they do it. And here we go. Let's talk about it. Fuego and Miro. Fuego, for those of you who don't know, is a regular on Sammy Guevara's blog, which has blown up. It is Sammy's best friend, legitimately. I mean, when I interviewed Sammy, Fuego fed me like a gimmick question for him to like <laughs> bust his balls on. And a, a great guy, super over at those shows where uh, f- like some fans would be there. They would start Fuego chants. It happened tonight. I thought this match was perfect, Kate. It was three straight tornado DDTs, which he blabs about on Twitter nonstop. <laughs> he got the tornado DDT over. He did. And then he hit Miro with three of them, and they sold me a ticket on the countout. Mm-hmm. I thought he was about to win by countout and get his contract that way, Kate. Instead, Miro gets up, Samoan drop, kicks him in the face, hits him with the game over, which is way better than the accolade. This was <laughs> perfect to me, Kate. I absolutely 
loved the way that this went down because of the moment that you talked about. It feels like Fuego should be getting a contract the way things have developed. So there is always a part of you, especially because my head went to what if Kip Sabian costs Miro? Like there's so many other possibilities of like, what if this sets something else, uh, something else up for Miro? Um, And Fuego with with the DDTs was so great, but the whole... Fuego rise, I think has been so awesome. And I was talking about this with one of my friends that like, this is just how important wins and losses are because he's mostly had losses and he's still super over, but when they mean something and there's a story with those losses, you can still get so over. There are crowds chanting for a guy who has done nothing but lose on AW dark. If you told me a year ago, that would get somebody signed and super over with the crowd. There's no way I would have believed you, but it worked. So just having any meaning in matches, no matter whether they're on dark, if it's like clearly defined, you can just make a star however you need to. It's pretty awesome. This ruled. This was uh, just so perfect. And then afterwards, Tony Khan, who does not appear uh, on AEW Dynamite Rampage very much, comes out with Sammy gives him a bit of a hug and Sammy gives Fuego his contract. Oh man. I saw somebody say it's like the Drake Maverick thing, just without all the baggage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That's so perfectly said. And I loved Sammy said, sometimes there's victory and defeat. That's been like Fuego's story up until this point entirely. So I just loved the way that they like put a button on that chapter of his career. And now he can go, Probably get his ass kicked by Andrade, but still, it's a nice moment to have. Oh, we've got so many super chats about this, and it makes me so happy. Ricardo says, Fuego is all elite. Van Twin Blade says, so happy for our boy. Lisa Lockhart says, for Fightful, my girl Kate and my guy Fuego finally getting his contract. (laughs) Chuck Cassis says, can't wait to see Sean in Cincinnati in September. Well, I can't wait to see you either. Uh, Chuck, and he says, all the love in the world for Fuego, finally getting his contract. Um, uh, CM says, Fuego is more over than any Lucha Latino wrestler that WWE has had since Rey Mysterio, and that's kind of pathetic on their part. And Luis, who is qualified, uh, he he says, yes, it's true, and it's very sad. Um, (laughs) Mike says, I bet Money Fuego didn't know he was getting signed. I think maybe he knew. Um, I think maybe he knew. But Green Machine says Fuego had him in tears when he signed that contract. Uh, Asian Joe says Fuego winning by losing was everything I could have asked for. You could have say, you could say it was phenomenal. <laughs> I see what you did there, Asian yes. Joe. <laughs> this was a special moment, Kate. Like this is a moment that I will always remember. I will always remember Fuego getting his contract. They're really good at making you like shoot emotional with these things. They're really good at that. <laughs> it's it's very, very good. Uh, Nick Ortiz says Cody promised the AEW logo in the middle of the ring. It didn't happen. He didn't promise it. He said, in fact, he wasn't sure. And sometimes he gets in trouble for saying stuff before he should. <laughs> uh, Evan he says, it, but his fingers were crossed behind his back. You just couldn't see. So. Evans is Fuego ratio, ratioing WWE on Tornado DD tweet, T-Tweets rules. That is good. That's top-level trolling. That is. So, Evan, uh, actually, I'll start with Sean, who says, what do you think the plans are for Miro at All Out? Evan says, can we get Miro versus Zishi at the pay-per-view? Book it. 
I don't know what the plan would be for Miro at the pay-per-view. I mean, I do like that the TNT champion is like someone they lean on TNT an awful lot. But where do you, where do you think they would go with, with him and that title? Well, it certainly seems like Josh Alexander is on his radar um, based on some of the stuff we saw at Impact. I'm wondering God, if wish. maybe that crossover swings this way. Um, I know Punk has had really good things to say about Miro in the past, so I don't know how long this feud is going to continue with Darby. I hope it takes us to the pay-per-view, but <laughs> that's a possibility. It does seem like Miro needs a contender that is like a little bit on his level, so I don't know who we go in, and find there. That's a good question. And she says, finally, AEW has a TV deal in India. I have people hit me up about that a lot. I'm glad glad that's the case. Uh, Jordan says, love how Fuego got killed by Black, Black Andrade Miro uh, on TV, but happy he got signed. One-hour show and so much emotion and excitement. AEW rocks. And some stupid punk says, don't forget they established that Miro is weak to Tornado DDTs with Shoddy Lee. They even referenced it tonight. That is a fantastic shout. A great reference that I hadn't even really considered. Uh, that's that's really good stuff. I mean, and they're bringing back Juventud Guerrero from two years ago. I'm not surprised they're capitalizing on these little like nuances. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nerd Guru says, Are all out is a day before Bronson's 30 day, right? I don't know. I don't know if he's announced if he's got 30 or or 90. I'd have to, to look at that. Uh, Vieri Cloak says, I'm from Long Island. Hope Long Islanders like Statlander, Silver, Reynolds, MJF, and the other talent get a spotlight at Arthur Ashe also. I'm sure they will. Uh, I mean, I'm, I bet they'll film. I mean, they're going to film Rampage there too, I'm sure. So uh, the, they'll get someone there. I hope MJF gets booed by his own crowd. <laughs> <laughs> like louder than anyone ever has before. <laughs> uh, Matt Snyder says, Buddy Murphy versus Miro, take my money. I love that idea. I love that idea. And it is. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's a bit of an open challenge uh, title belt there. Fran Chili says, Pac said the Lucha Brothers should focus on the tag titles. Uh, maybe them. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think that they've went to the Young Bucks Lucha Brothers boat or, or that they've went to that one way too much. And I get much. why their matches yes. are fantastic. Yes. But yeah, I think, I think it's time to build somebody new up into that feud. El Milkman says, when are we getting uh, Orange Cassidy versus Shark Boy? Uh, never, never, <laughs> ever, never. I just Jack checked says, my calendar. It's not happening. Yeah, Jack says he just <laughs> got home from Rampage, top three hottest crowd he's been in with Wrestle Kingdom 12 and Royal Rumble 2014. You do some traveling, my dude. Ooh. 
what a show in the topic <laughs> or in the conversation for best weekly U.S. show of the year. Christian and Britt's best moments were wow. Well, let's talk about it. We'll get back to the other super chats. But Britt Baker cut a fantastic backstage promo before this even happened. Got a, a superstar reaction. And the match I thought was solid. Uh, I, I didn't need Reba inter- interfering in this match. I could have just went with Britt. I like that they had Red Velvet heal it up a little bit. If they're in their hometown, just let them be what they are. And Britt looked like a huge star. That being said, even after the match, I probably just would have went off the air with Britt celebrating. But she beats down Red Velvet some more. Chris Statlander makes her way in. And a returning Jamie Hayter shows up. And that is a big shot in the arm for that women's division. Um, well, first off, what do you think about the reaction and the match? Uh, I'm very with you on how much I love that while Britt is in Pittsburgh, they haven't been like, A, made her lose, or B, um, forced her to like do heelish stuff that feels unnatural because everybody wants to cheer for her. Let her get cheered. Let her get cheered in Pittsburgh. That's fine. Velvet throwing in little like heelish mannerisms and, and a little bit of language in there. That's cool too. Like that can happen for a week and it's not going to hurt anyone. I love that they just let it be organic. Cause I feel like it's cooler to be organic and let the chips fall where they may than vice versa than to force it. Right. So I thought this was a really good match. I think red velvet has grown tremendously oh, since yeah. she started and it's really wonderful to see. Um, and Britt, I thought this was a, a well-paced match for her. I feel like sometimes she gasses out a little bit. Um, things get like a little bit sloppy, but when she slows down and when she does just more grounded stuff, she has some really good sequences in this match. Um, I, it's usually her best work. Like I, I feel like she just like a lot of the women's division, sometimes just got to slow down a little bit. And this was great. She was super hyped to be in front of her home crowd. I'm a Steelers fan. So I love oh. the beer. Bring it on. <laughs> oh man ricardo says brit can do all she wants in britsburg they don't care <laughs> nice to see someone get over in their hometown unlike in wwe yep yep and Parco productions uh says now that's how you book a hometown hero even as a heel brit was a killer got to give credit to red velvet working heel uh, one of the stories of this match was that red velvet had improved significantly since the first time that they face each other and she had yeah and i love that uh, Mike Preventure says, I love letting Britt get in all of her heel stuff for a cheering crowd. She said she's the best. Why would she change? Because people are cheering her. I completely agree. Completely agree. And Danny says, seeing Britt get the adoration of her hometown put such a smile on my face. Why is that so hard? I never understood the idea like with, with Mustafa Ali. Okay, we're going to lay him out because it's here in Chicago. Because... Quite frankly, Orlando the next week did not give a shit what not retribution did to Mustafa Ali. What not retribution did to Mustafa Ali? Well, I don't know the damn name anymore. <laughs> I don't think they do. So that's yeah, not human anyway. But you're right. That is, um, I get the idea of wanting to build up heel heat on someone by having the hometown hero lose, but that lasts for 10 minutes because then you move on to a new town. So I, yeah, I can't stand that either. That's silly. Wow, this isn't a super chat, but the boss man, the owner of Fightful, says Kate equals good pickup, SRS. Well, see? See? Oh. Good, revu- good reviews. I, I, I just – I'm I'm like Britt Baker. We scout all this talent. Like she found Britt Baker and all – or she didn't find 
Uh, she didn't find herself. She found Ben Carter. She found Wardlow. I'm just, I'm just out here finding Kate Hensler and Denise oh. Salcedo and Robert D. Felice, all these people. I mean, uh, Jeremy, was trying to, Jeremy was trying to take credit for me. Uh, nah, no, so I'm just, no. you guys are going to have to argue nah. that, but he said he was moving to the scouting division. So nah, he never mentioned you to me before I said, Jeremy, I'm going to ask Kate to, to join the show. And he's like, Jeremy. Oh, I like that idea. Jeremy sucks. So it's fine. Also, God. I love Jeremy. He's my best friend, but also my arch nemesis. So it's fine. No, that's it's understandable. Sure. <laughs> no V triggers. That was my only complaint about the show. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of references uh, to Jamie Hayter. Ron Sanders says he thought it was Becky at first. No, it ain't going to be Becky. She ain't going <laughs> to debut there. Bradley says she looks like she's in amazing shape. Matt Reichel says he'll also be at RH next Friday. Loved the new enforcer. Uh, Baller Lasagna says, glad Hater is back, but nobody recognized her. That's why I would have saved that for Dynamite. Um, and, and he says the finish worked on paper, but the crowd didn't want to boo Baker. I would have saved this for next week. I would have had Red Velvet come out and say, I push you to your limit. And then Britt Baker just beats the absolute dog shit out of her. Chris tries to come in and Hater does it. I think this show should have just went off the air with Baker soaking it in, all that. Uh, we also have uh, Zed saying, wasn't Hater's first AEW match against Britt? Or Britt, I'll look. But what do you think of Jamie Hater being brought in? So my complaints about AEW are, the women's division booking, mm-hmm. refereeing, and getting more sets you've coined. So this is an awesome addition. I'm very excited that she's going to be there. I am with you on, like, I wouldn't have even had Britt beat down Red Velvet after because I feel like she was basically a face in it. Velvet's a face long-term. Like, you could have just done the, like, respect move and just had Britt standing on the ropes with the crowd going insane as your go-home shot, like, I would have been, even for that, like I would have even gotten simpler than you and saved this. Chris was out there, so I figured something was going to happen, but I'm very excited about the move. I'm with you on that spot not being there and saving that till Dynamite. But I was also thinking in terms of if you're a WWE fan that has turned over to watch this show and you see A, Christian winning the TNA title, and B, it closes out with this moment that like, even the loyal fans are surprised by and stunned by and like talking about a little bit, that's not a bad move. So I kind of get where Tony Khan's coming from with that. Like if you're getting new viewers in like something that nobody knows what's going on is a cool way to end it. But I'm with you. Just, just have that hometown hero with the crowd going crazy, but overall I'm very excited. They need some help in that women's division. Josh says he's surprised for hater thought she was uh, NXT UK bound uh, yes, uh, Hater did face Britt in uh, 2019 uh, in Pittsburgh, Jack Murphy says. That's long-term booking. Uh, Dr. Six Fingers says Velvet and Fuego were on the first ever Rampage. What an incredible Hello. and uh, an incredible fairy tale. Uh, so much talent from hard times flourishing. That's a very, very good point. That is an incredible point. Mike Lima says, since Hater is now all elite and Emmy Sakura is coming to the U.S. long term, does this look good for Jesse and Cassie Lee? Uh, the former Iconics, I will have an update on FightfulSelect.com next week. Go ahead and subscribe. We break news there every single day. We've got stuff over there. 
We'll have uh, some more details on Britt Baker's injury that she's actually working through this weekend. Had some stuff on Becky's return uh, and, and working through stuff. So uh, let's get through these super chats on Rampage. Obviously, I didn't expect to go almost an hour just on Rampage, but it is the debut show. It was three title matches, so that'll happen. Nerd Guru, yeah, fun. <laughs> Nerd Guru says, "Was I hoping for too much for Deanna to show up to challenge her at All Out? Thought for sure that was going to be the big off the air or go off the air moment. Yes, you were because Deanna is in Mexico right now. She's going to be at the AAA show tomorrow, so that's she is a, in. Yes, that's a long okay. commute. I was going to say that's like not a bus ride, you know. <laughs> and Cody I says he's right." Cody says he's riding home from Pittsburgh. Just wanted to hop on to say how much that show. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Ryan says, awesome rampage tonight. Why would AEW stars be in the crowd for the impact title and not impact stars? I, that was very confusing to me. Like, I don't know why best friends and the varsity blondes were in the audience. Like they work there. Yeah. No, that was weird. I'm with you. I, at first was like trying to think about if they were planting seeds. And then I was like, no, that just makes no sense. They're just there. <laughs> so we, we have a few random super chats as well, because uh, you know, peppered in from the other stuff, uh, people suggesting things like Brian Medina says, what about Miro versus uh, Brian cage? Brian gents says, what about Sammy G versus Miro Rangers? Mayhem says, what do you think about Black versus Miro for the TNT title? Then Murphy and Brody King pop up. Well, first off, I would love them to join like the House of Black. That sounds awesome. Any of those options sound really fun. I would lean more towards Sammy and uh, Sammy and Alistair or Ma- Malachi Black. But w- which way are you leaning out of those that are provided? I mean, I would love for it to be Sammy, but that he feels so. Even though they haven't done a ton, like it feels like he and Spears and then MJF are going to probably take up a good chunk of pro- programming. I kind of wish it was like maybe like a Will Hobbs or something. I'm ready for Miro to like clash with like a really big dude. And he already did with Lance Archer. So I feel like a Hobbs or Cage is a good a good pull too. But that still seems a little bit tangled up where I feel like yeah. Hobbs has a little bit more freedom. So I'm ready for Miro with like another really big dude. As much as fun as it is watching him toss guys, around. Guys, like reminder, himself. leave a thumbs up. Get your super chats in. You'll get your question or statement right on the air. Like uh, Nate Monroe, who says, wrestling live was fun. Uh, the ending was weird with Jamie. Anthony Velazquez says, uh, SmackDown and Rampage were both good both good shows tonight. 813 Car Guy says, wrestling was so good this week. And then we've got Bam255 saying, we start with the Bulls intro, then the cult of personality hits next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, it's it's got to happen. There's there's no way they would. There's I'm no so nervous. Cult of personality is going to hit, and MJF is going to come out, and I'm going to break something. Yeah. <laughs> Eric says, WCW used to have wrestlers sit ringside for big matches, too. Fall Brawl 95. Yeah, I mean... A minor thing that I even noticed, like, eh, whatever. And Fran Chili says, for the first episode, I think they'll make improvements being the commentary team. I doubt Jericho will be there all the time if he wrestles or if he's on tour. I trust AEW in what they do. I mean, if they're primarily filming this on the night of Dynamite, so he's going to be there most of the time. And then Jack Murphy appreciates 
Fuego, and and we we finally finally got through AEW, and we we just have some random chats, some stupid punks saying there are people still not on Fightful. WTF? Anthony Down Under just showing appreciation to you, and Riptide saying the only thing fresher than your shoes is that cut. Stay classy, San Diego. Oh well, thank you so much. Everybody <laughs> knows I like a little trim here and there. Uh, we've got so much to talk about on SmackDown even. And as I look, like, I'm looking legitimately. Think of all those Super Chats I just read. Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't me saying, you guys are poor. Give us money. Corbin. saying, all, yeah. (laughs) We've got, like, two Super Chats for SmackDown on Fox with John Cena and Roman Reigns. Yeah, I... I know you said you thought this was a solid show. I didn't, so I have okay. a feeling we'll have some like points of contention here. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. It all is terrible. No, Douglas says, why was Orange standing behind Christian and Jurassic Express during the interview? Maybe he was just looking out. He was looking, and he said, you know what? I want a championship performance. I want that cardio like Christian Cage. He's like, you know what? I, I want to go the distance. I think that's what Orange Cassidy was saying. And then Blue, and then uh, I almost, I just gave it away. Christian looked over his shoulder and he said, Blue Chew will give you that performance. Oh, and, and my friends, it'll make you the total package. It'll make you the total package. The blue brand, you'll, you'll walk out like this. The striations, the vascularity. Look, listen to this. Listen, listen. That's hard wow. right there. This total package wow. is hard. <laughs> Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same ingredients or same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they work on your schedule. Whether you're ready, you're not ready. And they come to your door discreetly, ship straight to your door, made in the USA, prepared and shipped direct. And, and not even that. Not only is, is your erect direct, and discreet, well, until you're using it with whoever you're using it with. You don't have to wait in line at the, the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. I almost combined those two words and made it the Foctor's office, which, you know, <laughs> your bedroom will become the Foctor's office there it is. once you use some blue chew and that code Fightful and you get your first shipment free. I, I mean, you're going to be doing some cavity searches in the Foctor's office once – once blue chew and the code fightful gets to work. I was trying oh. to think of some like Hardy family office oh, thing there, no. but the Foctor's office. Kudos to you, by the way, as we're switching to the blue brand of SmackDown yeah. for bringing in the blue chew ad. The, the best blue brand there is one that will never leave you disappointed. There will never be points of contention there with blue chew. The, you take a questionnaire online and then you get, prescribe the active ingredient that's right for you uh their online physicians get it done you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor bluechew.com sends you and that special someone to the doctor's office (laughs) oh boy action figure looks more like sid than luger now that's not true come on now Cyclops, got to give Galoob some credit. That's a pretty good Luger right there, buddy. Come on, look. His, you can see his butt cheeks a little bit. It's from 1990, I think. Maybe 91. Oh, boy. Get those super chats in, my friends. Now, 
in the future, this show will not be this long, but this was a, a bit of a special show. Uh, but before we get started, Nikolai says, interesting names at Dark tonight. Yeah, Lee Moriarty was on Dark. Yeah. Hose me down. Hose me down. <laughs> oh. I also love that before they go on air and after Eddie Kingston is just the hype man of AEW now, I guess. They just are like, here's a mic, go go talk about how great everything's going to be. And then he does and everybody loses their mind. It's like my favorite thing in wrestling that Eddie yes. Kingston gets to do this it rules so what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna save the big segment for a little bit later we're gonna talk about street profits and alpha academy which is absolutely a match that we had to see again (laughs) i thought it was a solid match but jeremy has notified me that i basically convince myself every time that montez does a flip that i've convinced myself that an average match is actually just an okay match now, he ate absolute shit on this dive, and it was clear Otis was supposed to catch him and uh, get like get thrown or something like that. But that didn't happen, and Otis didn't end up selling this dive that connected. <laughs> the match was okay. Angelo Dawkins has gotten so much better. Yes. But I thought this was, this was fine. I just didn't need to see it again. This was exactly fine. And that spot was scary. And it's one of those botches that I think WWE's social media team will make into like a GIF. Have you noticed that? They'll take like botches and be like, look at this spot. And I'm like, that's bad. Um, Yeah, this was this was exactly fine. I'm still not over Otis looking like a, a guy who is reliving his frat days it looks weird like i don't like this look on him at all i do like the way he and gable work together i do want the smoke i'll throw that out there so i am in on the street profits um but yeah just why just why is it happening again that's all it was it happened it was there i'm glad the street profits are getting wins good um the mysterio family cut a terrible promo before this match now, wow. the thing that arsed me the most about this match, Kate, was in the middle, Michael Cole goes, goes Michael Cole says, what is Dominic, 21 years old? First off, he's 24. And then he says, Pat, what were you doing at 21? And Pat, the wrong person to ask that to, <laughs> says, Pat goes, I was on full scholarship. I took $40,000 out with a loan so I could have a good time with my friends. So the question is, Okay, Dominic's 24, unless they're working his age. What was Pat McAfee doing at 24? I don't know. He was in his second NFL playoffs for the Colts. He had already played with, I think, Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck by then. I think he had done some stuff by 24. He had done a lot by 24. And the other thing that annoyed me on commentary was, hey, did you know that they're a father-son duo, Sean? Had I, that's, it's shocking. Oh, it's my shocking. God. Also, breaking news. This isn't even on Fightful Select, so you guys are welcome. Oh, my first shit. show, The Usos. Guess what? They're related to Roman Reigns. Did you know that? They're well, I, I just learned that Otis is related to Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, that's what Cyclops <laughs> says. And the Usos tried to cause a distraction. It didn't work. I just like that 
they're like, no, we're not going to lose because of this. Because distractions are the worst. It's so stupid. So stupid. It's so um, cheesy. And not to be a W girl, but I kind of am right now. The amount of times, and I'm the world's biggest Eddie Kingston, Mark. But like, yes. there's been some times where they've tried to distract him and he just looks at them like, How's th- I've been doing this for almost 20 years. Like, I'm not going to get distracted by your dumb little games. I've done this before. And you can read it all over his face. And it's awesome. Because if you've been doing this for a little bit, like, I don't know, like Rey Mysterio has, you're not an idiot. (laughs) So So, I I admittedly, I I saw um, one time I saw somebody like typo, the dirty dog's name. And now I always think of them as the dirty (laughs) D-wags. And I can't get it out of my head now. So every time they're on, I'm like, there they are, the dirty D-wags. There they are. The The dirty dirty D-wags. And she says, after SummerSlam, Dom going to feud with Ray. God damn, I hope not. I hope not. Evo says, really enjoy your analysis, Kate. Look forward to future shows with you. She is kicking ass. Thank you. wonderful. No surprise. I appreciate that. So we have Baron Baron (laughs) Corbin coming out. And I have, I think the only time, like, maybe... I, I've been there's been two times I've been as interested in Baron Corbin. Okay, maybe during the King of the Ring tournament because he killed it during he the did. tournament. He did. When Cutler and Blake joined him, I was like, okay, they're gonna do something. And then during Breaking Ground, when he was like the indie hater, because that is such a fantastic gimmick. Yeah. But this is as as stupid and ridiculous as it is. I I've enjoyed Baron Corbin like never as as extended and continuous and he's out there and he's like listen this is my last plea for help i have a credit card swiper hooked to my phone it's a i love this uh i know that alex does not like it um he caused <laughs> a little tizzy on the web he sure did but uh i think this is stupid and ridiculous and it's like if i'm gonna get stupid shit on a WWE show i'd at least like for it to make me chuckle well the whole show has been mostly stupid i'm a little bit of a sour graph about this angle i gotta say i am in alex's <laughs> camp on this I understand i think i don't like it as a matter of taste for a few reasons uh which i will let alex explain go to his twitter and find out because he's extremely articulate about it well, but Sorry to interrupt you. Corbin should feel fortunate because if he were an AEW, there ain't no chance Dustin Rhodes is helping his broke ass. <laughs> oh, of course not. There ain't no, no chance. Pull Dustin yourself Rhodes. up by your bootstraps, kid. <laughs> but at the same time, like, so other than a matter of taste, there's logic issues here, right? Like, he was on my television twice, which means yeah. he's not broke. And they never, <laughs> there's so many simple ways you can do this. Just fire him in the storyline and have this be him earning his way back. He's like, Antoine Walker, Kate. Like, come on. He's He has a contract. King of the Ring was not a financially incentivized thing. It doesn't mean anything except you get a crown and Shinsuke Nakamura rules at this. Um, so I don't like it for those logical reasons. And I don't like it as a matter of taste. That being said, Baron Corbin is knocking this out of the park. This is by far the most well-developed character that he's ever like put out there i'm with you i was always like i don't really like him he's got a cool finisher that's about it um but i i 
I appreciate that he's kind of grown into himself with this. And Kevin Owens oh. just rules. Yeah. Just rules at everything they give him. They try so hard to stand in his way, and he won't let it happen. Like, he salvaged this segment a little bit for me because he kind of was calling out how ridiculous this whole thing is. He was like, "You, if you're broke, you can't go ask people for a thousand dollars a piece. That's stupid. And I was like, you're right, KO. Um, and he just, he's so invaluable. And as highly rated as he is, I think he's still underrated. He's just an incredible hand. Ian says he died at Cole saying, I was told during the commercial break that Corbin's cell phone is actually on his mom's calling plan. Oh, so uh, Owens hit a stunner and they did a match. and It was a solid match. And I just love Kevin Owens winning with a pin. He beat another good wrestler with a pin. Cause usually when that happens in WWE, Baron Corbin's going to attack him and beat him up. And then, okay, they're going to do it again. No, I'm good. I don't need to see them wrestle again after this. You're going to uh, Oh, of course. <laughs> Owens won. Also, Owens has the smoothest, prettiest, safest looking swanton. Um, I, I, this was fine. This was all right stuff. This was all right. I did write down in my notes. Um, I shouldn't be this excited about just like a clean win. You're right. (laughs) I was looking at my notes about this and I was like, why am I this excited about just like a normal ass match with a clean victory? Yeah. You're, you know what? You're right. I, I, (laughs) am giving this too much credit because of the stuff that I watch throughout the week. I, I really am. Uh, Timothy says, kind of reminds you of the JBL HBK storyline. I do enjoy this more, though. Y- this this is, I want to say more lighthearted, but uh, kind of not also. It's kind of brutal. Uh, you what, mate? Says Baron Corbin. Got to make sure he's near a dumpster when Dustin Rhodes comes by. Man. <laughs> man cyclops saying broke baron is better than anything on raw now there ain't a lot of great stuff on yeah i was gonna say that's a, a pretty low bar but even this i'm like why is it kevin owens responsibility to give you money and not vince mcmahon's when you're on his on two shows in a week it's silly evo says imagine corbin is gonna go to nxt to try to steal the million dollar championship because he's so desperate i would love baron corbin popping up on nxt and getting involved in the eli or the la night cameron grimes stuff However, what he's doing now is stealing Big E's Money in the Bank briefcase. Now, I love that Big E was working with Bianca backstage on signing and cursive and like <laughs> the contract stuff. That was cute. But then Baron just runs. And you know what he's thinking? He's thinking, wait a second. John Cena just did this with a world title contract. Why can't I do it with the Money in the Bank briefcase? And again, if this is CSI and Gil Grissom is on the case, it ain't hard to figure out whose briefcase that is because Big E's got his droplets all over that thing, Kate. He open-mouthed that briefcase. They throw the luminol on that bad boy. It's going to light up. We are still in a pandemic. Come on, (laughs) man. I hope he sanitized it. I don't like this kind of nonsense, and I hated what they did with the contracts about the week before, so I don't like it here. Just let Biggie have the money in the bank briefcase. I don't remember them like recently. Like, was the last time they did a battle for the briefcase and not someone just like stealing it and cashing it in? Was that like um, Cody and Damian Sandow? I feel like it was the last oh, time they did wow. that. Wow. So I'd have I, to go back and look. Yeah. I don't 
hate that idea, but like also just have Biggie cash in for the title and win. Like, go back on Raw with New Day. It's right there. You could totally set up a reunited Hurt business. Bring Jimmy Lloyd in for all I care. Come on. Like, just give us the clean story that's there. But I do appreciate that, like, he's a broke guy literally going after money in the bank, right? Like, he would probably actually rather have money in the bank than he would this contract. So, um, but just leave the briefcase alone. Just let someone have it. They don't have to cash in in 24 hours if they're a woman. And they don't have to, like, fight for the briefcase they already won when everybody knows who it is. And you've made out with it. (laughs) I got to agree. I got to agree with that. Uh, Mike says, I know it makes zero sense, uh, but I really want Corbin to uh, return to briefcase next week because he thought there was actual money in it. (laughs) (laughs) That I like. That's actually great. (laughs) Uh, Nerd Guru mentions Otis and Miz had the the match for the briefcase, of course. Oh, Uh, yeah. But barf. That was stupid. Mandrew says, considering the apparent fluidity of WWE title match type contracts, can Baron legally cash in now? No. No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Jonathan Hedman says, above average SmackDown and some punk references also. Underrated SummerSlam match. I say Bulldogs versus Rougeau Brothers. Oh, I don't have have the mental encyclopedia there. Uh, I, I can't say underrated, but SummerSlam, I think it was 2000, whatever TLC was on. Holy crap, man. That was, that was, <laughs> that was the one for me. Uh, Devo says he really enjoys your analysis. Well, look at, Thank look you. at you. You're popular. Thank you. I'm really popular. <laughs> we got Shinsuke Nakamura winning the Intercontinental title. This is a fine match. It's okay. Uh, this was my wife's first time seeing commander aziz and she said what the fuck is he supposed to be nobody knows why is he dressed like that it's what she said he's on a wrestling show why is he wearing that did you have to explain to her that that's not who he was this is with rick boog standing across the ring and her questions were about commander aziz Rick Boobs was not the most ridiculous part of this earth. That's how far gone we are. Um, yeah, this was this was all right, but Apollo was dead in the water as soon as this gimmick happened. His gear is awesome. I Agreed. love his gear. His tights rule. But this is this is all right, and I'm glad Nakamura won. I hope to God they start booking this title better, but I don't have any hope for that. Yeah, it's hard to have hope about them booking much of anything properly um nakamura is great you want to give him any title i'm i'm fine with it i feel bad because i just feel like this didn't do what it was supposed to do for apollo like i was hoping a title reign would make him feel like a star but because the booking is terrible my dog is in the background (laughs) um I, you don't have Oliver in there. Otherwise, they could do it. No, I close my my office off. Anytime people see Oliver on the air, I have messaged my wife and said, bring Oliver in for his scene. <laughs> for his like, scene. <laughs> for his scene. Amazing. Um, but I like Shinsuke going over here is fine. I'm assuming this is going to be transitional because it did happen like two episodes before SummerSlam itself. So, oh, no, 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 no. They will do a rematch at SummerSlam. Oh, God. You just know they will. I don't know why I didn't just assume that. Yeah. on where we are at this point, but I was hoping that they would move on. But why would they do that? Mm. 
John Vask mentions that Rampage review started with a significantly higher number than the SmackDown review. I mean, that's why I said if you guys want in the future, we will split them up if enough people want it. But otherwise, you can just stop watching. You've got to give the people what they want. Uh, yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Uh, and she says Kate is popular. Kate is spectacular. Yes. Yes, she is. So she is. Uh, the <laughs> Seth Rollins segment, I loved this segment. You didn't. Uh, Rob didn't. Rob says, give me Nakamura Balor at SummerSlam 20 minutes. I'd be shocked if they do that, but I would love that. I would love that. I love the Seth Rollins things that played off of history. He's like, you're not getting Edge tonight. That's okay, because Edge said that I was Edge Light, so you're getting the next best thing. And he says, if I would have went through in 2014 with what I threatened to, he wouldn't be back. He wouldn't have a movie career. He wouldn't have anything. He wouldn't be pushing his daughters on the swing set. They'd be pushing him in a wheelchair. And then he's like, you know what? This isn't me. He's making me say things that I regret. Uh, A wild Kevin Dunn appeared, which I actually missed. I didn't see it. But I'm working on a big Kevin Dunn feature for in, in the future, guys. So wonder if that'll get me heat. Uh, but <laughs> it shouldn't. There's actually people that said great things about him. But tell me why you didn't like this, Kate. It just felt kind of generic. I will say they at least talked about a history, which, like, again, should not be great. Like, that should not be something outstanding that happens. But they don't do it with Ray and Charlotte, and they don't do it with Drew and Jinder. So I guess I should be excited about that. It just felt kind of generic to me, and I don't ever, ever, ever need to heal a hear, hear a heel ever say again, you should be thanking me, or my opponent should be thanking me. That just is, it's, it's on the cliche list. It's on the, in this great sport list. I don't need to hear that phrase anymore. I might have been distracted by Rollins Golden Girls drapes get up that he I love had it. Going I love on. it. But I guess this just felt I think this is almost like in that dream match-ish territory. Like I have high expectations for it, and it just feels like a very just felt generic to me. I I, I you know what? You're entitled to your opinion, but uh you know, unfortunately, there's somebody that disagrees with you. There's somebody that does not like what you've been saying. Oh, my goodness. It's the oily bear, Oliver. Look at him. He's he's side-eyeing you. I know. He's like, listen, I'm a Rollins stan. Uh, Oliver is more over than Rollins. I don't think I like her very much. Wow. Have you heard how popular and great I am, Oliver? Oliver is more over than than Raw. My gosh. Crazy uh, says Nakamura and Cruz at SummerSlam, but first a contenders match on SmackDown. Oh my Barf. gosh! Every everybody look main event Oliver because they know what we're here to talk about. They know we're here to talk about Roman Reigns and John Cena. A twenty five minute segment. Quite frankly, it took up the first twenty eight minutes of the show because they went to a commercial right after that. First off, did you like it? I liked about seven minutes of the 25 minutes. Probably the last five minutes, right? Probably five, seven. A little bit, yeah. I just, so the fact that this was 25 minutes long and there was no women's match is egregious to me. That That, is is true. You're absolutely right. Um, 
one thing that I really do like about AEW and we saw it tonight is they don't do this. Like you turn on the show and there's wrestling on your screen. Um, I don't need to ever hear another Nikki Bella joke. I'm over it. She's married with a kid. He's married to someone else. You're yeah. not over yet, Buster. Um, fr- oh. <laughs> um, I'm done with that. I'm done with the missionary position jokes. I didn't need a report card. So you're so you're saying you it's it's not enough for you. It's the missionary position is missionary? not enough for her. Not creatively satisfying for me. Wow. I the report card thing, maybe it's because we just got a bunch of history lessons from Drew. I'm over yeah. it. The D bag and I'm disappointed stuff. Like I what happened was like the face-off part of it I thought was really strong. The 10 minutes before that, I didn't need at all. Like they could have just treated barbs in the ring and that would have been good for me. I'm glad they had put John Cena on their program. I think that makes a lot more sense. But some of it just feels kind of outdated. Like when they got into the personal stuff that wasn't about his relationship from 100 years ago, like that got good. I liked the you have soap for teeth thing. That was great. But um, the childish stuff I didn't love. I didn't love... John Cena saying that Roman Reigns is protected by the system because I don't know, try a mirror. And that's a, that's very true. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, uh, bro, uh, you, you, you got a reference. I'm got like a fistful of rocks in that glass house there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But in you the know, reference. I was like, maybe don't remind everybody that the cooler guy with the cooler summer is coming back on a competing program the same weekend. Like that might not be smart. Yeah. So, and I don't know. We've got Hannah M says shout out to Roman R's, Roman Reigns bars of soap <laughs> teeth. Indeed, they <laughs> are the bar. <laughs> oh Jesus! So I, I I like those references. Sometimes in WWE, like here are your options: you're going to do a match 432 times, or you're going to try to pop the crowd with references like this. And I think that they did very good. Oliver's doing really good with that baby face heat too. Anshu says Cena and Roman has a big fight feel after today. Uh, did this make you want to see the match more or less, or did it affect it at all? I mean, I'm in this match, and I already was. Um, I liked this. What I did like about this promo was John Cena saying, Roman Reigns is going to kick my ass. I'm still going to win, but Roman Reigns is going gonna, is gonna to yes. kick my ass, and it's going to be ugly. He said one, two, three, like 70 times. I didn't need that. Um, but he is great at, and I, you cannot take it away from him at making you feel bought in to what this is. It was just 25 minutes. So like the meat of that part of it did build out the story for me. I like some of the stuff Roman was saying too. Um, so I'm, I'm in on the match. I was always excited about it and there was some great work here. It was just so damn long. <laughs> yeah, it was long, but, uh, on this show, it's this and a bunch of rematches. So I was like, okay. But yes, I agree. There, there should have been a women's match. There should have been a women's match. I got the rundown of tonight's show, and it was so incomplete that I didn't even post it. Or I thought it was so incomplete. It actually wasn't at all. That I was, was just it. It was just, yeah. Very Rob, Rob says, I really enjoy it uh, when WWE breaks the fourth wall. Ricardo says, SmackDown sucks. <laughs> God, <laughs> he's been money on that. Uh, and she says 20 plus years of missionary might have been not been good enough for Cena or might have been good enough for Cena, but it wasn't enough for Nikki Bella. Maybe he needs some blue chew. 
If only there was a promo code he could use at Bluetooth.com. You know, if only. Nerd Guru says he doesn't have much to say about SmackDown, but Cena and Reigns was flames. How about a women's match? Is that too much to ask? Where's Tony, Shotzi, Tegan? Naomi? Uh, let's Liv. let's go right to that. Isn't Naomi still on Raw? Is she? I thought she I thought she moved over. I think they the word is that she's gonna, but she's still technically a raw star. Okay. But, well, the fact I don't know where Naomi is in WWE programming exactly. is its own issue because she's fantastic. Exactly. And we're about to get to this being very confusing. But Ken says, don't know why they would build Roman Cena by going Rudy Tooty, Worky Shooty after they did that already <laughs> and better in the Funhouse match because you can't have them touch each other. You just can't, yeah. quite frankly. Uh, people love Oliver. Um, Johan says, do a separate rampage show with all the doggos and cats. And Brendan says, Oliver's such a sweet cat. He's legitimately my crony. He follows me around the house. <laughs> he always like, he likes to he likes wrestling moves. He likes to flip. He loves that stuff. So flippy uh, bullshit for Oliver. He does. He does. Like he'll, <laughs> he'll want me, he'll like lean his head back and he'll want me to flip him. And, you know, I'm like, oh, gosh, is this okay? And then he'll run right back to me and climb up me and then make me do it again. Does he sell for you? (sighs) No, he's no jobber. (laughs) He's no jobber. Uh, Evan Wright says, AEW having more ring time than SmackDown in one hour. Yeah, it ain't ain't good. But this contract signing was very confusing. Like, I, I like Bianca and Sasha just fine. The clothes was all right. But this led to Sasha bringing out Carmella and Zelina. And young Drizzy says, Zelina and Mella are a team now? Where's Liv? Tony, Naomi. Where's Mia Yim? Josh Williams says there were two women's matches. They were just dark matches. Well, yeah, they should have happened on the show. Young Drizzy says, I loved Rampage. But on the dark match, Casey and Dakota had matching Titantrons. They lost to Aaliyah and Zaya. Are Dakota and Casey becoming a team? Young Drizzy, I don't have your answers to literally any of this. I don't know what the hell Zaya is doing. I don't know if Aaliyah is officially called up. Dakota's getting built for a takeover match and losing. Tony Storm hasn't appeared on the show since she beat one of the women that came out to attack Bianca. Liv Morgan has barely been on SmackDown since she beat, uh, I think, Zelina. So instead, what you have, Kate are three women who are combined zero and 1,362 against Bianca beating that ass. Okay, so contract signings are usually already boring and stupid. Uh, (laughs) I will say this. Sasha is just everything about her. She's a star. Like. And I don't just mean the look because her gear does rule, but her whole presentation, like she just oozes charisma. Um, and Bianca is, is great too. Um, I didn't love Sonia saying, and she's getting her rematch like it's an automatic thing because we nixed that in WWE, right? So the automatic part of that, I also didn't love. But yeah, I if I had an enemy, I wouldn't be like, oh, you know what friends I'm going to go get? The ones who've never never beaten that enemy, never will beat that enemy. Like I, (laughs) it just makes no sense. All Carmela does is lose. And all Zelina's done since she's come back is lose. Yes. So like get friends who are better at this. Why wouldn't (laughs) Sasha instead try to get Liv and Tony? And now somebody said, well, because they're baby faces. I don't give a fuck. 
I would much I would rather want it make winners sense. by my side. Yeah, and like a story that makes sense. And, and then if they turn heel, so be it. Like, and okay, so like, is is kayfabe the catering so good that Tony, Liv, Shotzi, Tegan, I don't know Tamina, anybody like isn't like you know what I'm going to get on TV if these girls are I'm going to get on TV. Like, and why did you call them all up for like? There's a bunch of people that you called up from NXT to then not use again. Yeah. Like NXT is in rough shape. I get it. But like, why did you call these people up? Why did you do to, like to mess with triple oh, H to mess with to triple mess H? With triple H. I, you know what? You did nine weeks of charging up vignettes. Let me just screw with it. Like it just makes no sense. And raw is not better. This it's division like, really, really needed Zelina, Tony, Shotzi, and Tegan Knox really needed it. Like so, na- so now that they got him, it's like okay, use one and just to lose all the time. I don't, I don't get it. Well, that was SmackDown. Evan Wright says Britt Baker's backup is better than Sasha Banks' backup. The way they're booked, yeah, I, I love Carmella as a performer, and I think Zelina is also very good. But just the way they're booked, yeah. And we have a couple of holdover uh, rampage super chats. Vamos says Christians win pop. In India, AEW is so hot. Like, legitimately DM me some more insight on on that. I w- I'm fascinated to hear it. Sunny F says, just starting from the top, Christian won the TNA title. And 2008 at Gauntlet for the Cold, the only man to hold NWA, TNA World, and Impact World titles. Okay, that was a, a slip up on my end. I didn't even realize that he had ever uh, won, that, won that TNA title. I thought that it was just the NWA title. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Nerd Guru says Kate's dog debut on the show, post show better than the CM Punk debut. More unpredictable. <laughs> I didn't see that leaked anywhere. I didn't. I didn't see it coming either. Um, it was more like a hint of his debut. We'll get his big dumb head on here at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, Ryan says Cassidy Haynes reported that Fuego was not clued in on getting a contract. It was a genuine reaction. Uh, Cassidy would know. Cassidy would know. Uh, Bodyslam.net. Shout out to our, our fella. Cassidy, great dude, does some great work over there. Good for Fuego. And Nate wraps us up and says, so dumb, three out of four title matches at SummerSlam are happening uh, just because someone returned, not because they earned it. That That's an issue for me. Nobody ever earns it on this show. But you know what? By God, Kate Hensler earned her spot in this business, as Jeremy says. Uh, when will you be back? You'll be back in, what, two weeks? Two weeks. Or I can come on after just seeing Rampage if you want to just see me, like, crying, <laughs> probably. Or take a look at all the things that I broke when CM Punk popped back up on my side. Oh, man. I, I might <laughs> pop up on that show next week. I think it's Alex and Jeremy. Uh, we've got so many shows that, like, are being switched up and moved and hosts are changing for one week. We'll We'll see how all that goes. But, guys, please tune in. Uh, we've had a couple of, of neat features this week. I interviewed Duke the freaking Dumpster Drossy, and people keep hitting me up telling me how good it was. And I did an enhancement stories with Fred Rosser, the former Darren Young. He talks about Shad Gaspard helping him out a lot. And uh, now that my voice is back, we are back in the, the, the swing of interviews and all that. Let's read this super chat as we go off the air. Negan Mox, our friend, says, WWE let Bray and Black go when there are actual creative plans for them. And steps taken towards their return, nothing they do makes sense anymore. I agree. I agree. 
Well, after I read on FightfulSelect.com more details about Bray Wyatt and I saw Lily come onto my screen and blink, I was like, gee, I wonder why this guy was worried about his creative vision not being handled well. Why could that have been? Yeah, you're you're telling the truth. Tell the people where they can find you, where they can follow you, uh, all that good stuff. You kicked ass tonight. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate everybody's super chats and welcoming tweets, uh, both Fightful internally, except for Jeremy Lambert uh, <laughs> and everybody just in general on Twitter. But uh, you can find me at Kate on deck. I see uh, on Twitter. And then I'm also on the Mark Order podcast every Wednesday at Mark Order pod for all things all elite. Guys, thank you all so much. Uh, we got a triple mania review with Denise Salcedo Saturday night. Make sure you guys check it out until next time. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.